0: The following is a Hoop Ball presentation. Hello, and welcome back to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks Team Coverage Podcast, formerly known as Hoop Ball Hawks, where we cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, recording this on Thanksgiving and happy Thanksgiving to all of you listeners of this program. I'm so thankful for you and your support of this program entering the third season. Well, in the midst of the third season of me covering this team, I could not do this without your support, your listening ship and your word of mouth spreading the good news of this program to others. So I just want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. I am personally thankful for family, friends, faith, a great LSU football season, and a Hawks win last night. As I know that, if you're listening to this program, you are thankful for a Hawks win as well, especially after how they dropped that contest up in Cleveland just a few days ago. If you were traveling, not watching the game, doing whatever Thanksgiving festivities or work, whatever you were doing. If you missed last night's game, you did miss a treat because the Hawks certainly came out there and took care of business. The Hawks ended up winning at home in the return to the State Farm Arena for Kevin Herter, who plays now for the Sacramento Kings and has been playing very well. This season, Uh, one of the better shooters in the NBA statistically and efficiency wise, but the Hawks took care of business, put emotions aside. They did greet him, show him some love as he was a longtime teammate here in Atlanta for several teammates like John Collins, Trey Young and so forth. But the Hawks got the win 115-106 and the Hawks really came out aggressive from the beginning. How Cleveland came out and and attacked the Atlanta Hawks last game. The Hawks returned to favor against the Sacramento Kings that was riding high. They were in the midst of a seven-game winning streak, their longest winning streak since 2004. So it's been 18 years since they had a winning streak of this length. And the Kings were the number one team in the NBA as far as points per game. They were up there in field goal percentage per game. So, this was a team playing very well offensively, but the Hawks were fortunate enough to catch them on a second out of a back-to-back, and it showed down the stretch that only a select few of Kings had the the energy to really keep up with Trey Young and the Hawks. Um, so, you got to give credit where credit is due. Um, they went out there and they played hard, but they just did Did not have the energy to muster a win in Atlanta last night on a second out of a back-to-back in the midst of a long road trip for the Kings. And Trey Young really set the tone for the Hawks yesterday. He had one of his better games efficiency-wise this season, and that was great to see from Trey Young. In 35 minutes, he had 35 points. He was 11-19 shooting from the floor. Very efficient. Love seeing that. 4-7 from 3, and he hit a couple of big three-pointers to really kind of stamp out the momentum that the Kings were building and kind of put the Kings in their place last night, which is what you want to see when you play an inferior opponent and what you want to see the Hawks do pretty much night in and night out when you have opportunities, especially at home, to seize control of momentum and put the other team away. The Hawks did that last night, whether it was Trey Young making plays, scoring the ball, or setting up others because the Kings decided to double Trey Young a lot of the night, especially in the second half, with how he was scoring. And he was just trying to find an open guy and did time in and time out. And between him and Murray, they kept the turnovers down, unlike the game in Cleveland. Um, now, Murray did have a rough shooting night last night, and he's been in a little of a slump, which I don't foresee him being in a slump forever. Uh, he's certainly a talented guy. There's a lot of people who continue to look at the scoring in the shooting that Kevin Herter has provided for the Kings and thinking that we just made a terrible decision. But the Hawks are still fourth in the Eastern Conference, which I have to continually remind everyone that episode to episode about where we are as a team. Yes, we're certainly not perfect. Yes, there are things that we can get better at, but it could be much worse. And this is a team that is still working to figure each other out. And as I was watching uh, J.J. Reddick's podcast yesterday as he had Steph Curry on, he was talking about when KD, who obviously everyone knows the talent that KD is, uh, whether it's his Twitter fingers on the court, but even Steph Curry said that it took time for them to really gel and figure each other out as far as you know playing together. And Steph Curry said that it took the Christmas Day game in that first year for everything to kind of click. So it's still really early in the season. The Hawks have played 18 games, and there is still a lot of season left. I mean, obviously, we play 82, and you're at game 19 coming into Friday against the Houston Rockets. So it's still a work in progress. So these slumps are going to happen, but against inferior opponents, when you have better talent as the Hawks do, you have to rise above that. And find a way to win than they did last night against an inferior opponent. Again, 35 points for Trey Young, 11 to 19 shooting, 4 7 from 3, hit all 9 free throw attempts, 7 assists. Only 4 turnovers yesterday, which is definitely a, a, an improvement from the night before uh, when they took on the Cleveland Cavaliers. DeJounte Murray, as I said, struggled offensively yesterday, 15 points, 5 to 16 shooting from the floor. 104 from three, hit all four of his free throw attempts, added seven rebounds, four assists, three steals, so good on the defensive end. He was actually plus seven and plus minus, so even though he was not shooting the ball well, he was in a positive impact on the court. Uh, the most positive yesterday was Trey Young because of his efficiency and just because it's Trey Young, obviously. Uh, but Hawks had five players in double digits. Clint Capella had 11 points, five of 10 shooting from the floor. He added 14 rebounds, one assist, and three blocks. DeAndre Hunter, who started off slow yesterday, finished really strong, especially in that fourth quarter, knocking down shots, getting in a rhythm uh, with runners and mid-range jumpers and and some threes. Well, one three, one big three at the top of the key to kind of ice the game in the fourth quarter. He had 13 points, five of 12 shooting from the floor, one of four from three. Two free throw attempts made. Added 10 rebounds, so a double-double for DeAndre Hunter. And I love games where he is aggressive. He wasn't as aggressive as far as getting to the free throw line, but made more attempts from two-point range and three-point range. We'll take that. Being aggressive on the boards, which he was last night. Added three assists, one steal, one block. So a really good game from DeAndre Hunter. John Collins was... Not great shooting the ball yesterday. And it's one of those games where he shot more than five threes and he was not efficient. He did not hit a single three. He was 0-7 from the three-point line. I hate seeing those stat lines from John Collins because everyone thinks he stinks. But we he's not the guy that needs to be shooting more than five threes when they continue to say that and the numbers back it up when he does well. He's shooting about five, four or five threes a game when he does well. When he's north of five, it really doesn't bode well for him. And he didn't shoot well from the field, period. He was 3 of 12 shooting, ended up with seven points, added three rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block. He had four fouls, so he was in foul trouble yesterday. Um... The other hawk in double digits, surprise, surprise, the rookie who continues to play well, A.J. Griffin, 12 points off the bench in 24 minutes, 4 of 8 shooting from the floor, 2 of 4 from 3, so 50% from the floor and 50% from 3. Hit up both of his free throw attempts, added 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal. He continues to get steals which is a pleasant surprise. He's been bought in on both ends of the floor. A really mature game from A.J. Griffin. I can't say enough good things about him. He just continues to get better and better, um, gaining more confidence, finding and picking his spots to score, being aggressive, not just settling for threes, but trying to get into the paint and scoring in the mid-range as well and around the basket. So really polished game from a rookie. He's been... Really, really good, really good. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be Rookie of the Year candidate, but if he continues to build and build, he may get some considerations. It's still early in the season. I mean, an inevitable slump is to come because rookies have ebbs and flows, but I really like the way A.J. Griffin has been playing as of late, and with more inferior opponents coming and more minutes being granted to him, as we saw last night, he had 24 minutes. He he played in place of Justin Holiday. Justin Holiday didn't didn't play at all yesterday. So AJ Griffin continuing to get more minutes. He's continuing to be effective in those minutes. Jalen Johnson had a really good game. Um, his second really good game in a row, in my opinion. Eight points, four seven shooting from the floor. Added two rebounds, one assist, one steal. Plus eight in the plus minus. He was the second highest on the team in plus-minus. So Jalen Johnson is even, even getting it together. So the Duke boys been playing very well the last couple of games. Our young guys have been playing well. Uh, Okongwu continues to play well. Did not score a ton of points yesterday. Uh, was in foul trouble himself. He had five points on three field goal attempts, made one. He was three or four from the free throw line. I love seeing him get to the free throw line. Added 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 block. He, I mean, our young guys are playing very well. Very well. And this is probably the best game that I've seen in a bit from Aaron Holiday. Aaron Holiday had 9 points in 17 minutes. 3 of 5 shooting from the floor. Hit all 3 of his 3-point attempts. Added 2 assists and 2 steals. He had a really good game yesterday. So, just... Good production from the bench, Trey Young being the leader that he is, uh, having a a great and efficient game. Uh, DeJounte Murray not playing as well, but other players picking up the slack for him, and you knew that if DeJounte Murray wasn't making shots from the floor, he was going to play some defense, as he always does. On the flip side, looking at the Sacramento Kings numbers as a team, their leading scorer last night was Darren Fox, who, I'm sorry, Malik Monk, off the bench with 27 points. I was not going to forget Malik Monk. He was a, a tear yesterday. He put on a show, um, a lot of dunks, made some threes. He had 18 field goal attempts off the bench. And like I said, 27 points in 26 minutes. We virtually had no answer for him. He came ready to play yesterday. And then De'Aaron Fox was the second-leading scorer on the team, 18 points, 7 of 20 shooting from the floor, 1 of 5 from 3, missed four free-throw attempts yesterday. He was 3 of 7 from the free-throw line, added five rebounds, five assists, and he had four turnovers yesterday. Not the greatest game from De'Aaron Fox. Uh, Sabonis added 15 points, 13 rebounds, added a steal, and seven assists yesterday. Harrison Barnes with 8.7 rebounds. Keegan Murray, the rookie, struggled yesterday, didn't hit a shot from the field, but made all four free throw attempts for four points. Kevin Herter and his homecoming back to Atlanta. In 29 minutes, scored 13 points, it was 4 of 10 shooting from the floor, 3 of 7 from 3, 2 of 2 from the free throw line. Kind of torn, Love seeing Kevin Herter succeed in Sacramento. And I'm sure it was tough for Hawks fans seeing him in a different uniform last night. But he was not as effective for his team, and his team did not win, and your Hawks did win. So you should take comfort in that there. Uh, Kevin Herter, outside of his 13 points, added four rebounds, five assists, one steal, one block. Did have five fouls yesterday. So he was trying to be very aggressive in his homecoming. Trey Lyles off the bench, had a good game, 12 points, four seven shooting from the floor, one of three from three. Seven rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block. And Metsu had five points off the bench and six rebounds. As a team, yesterday, the Hawks shot forty, just under 45% from the floor as the Kings shot 46% from the floor. Hawks shot a little bit better yesterday from three, just under 37% from three, which is... Higher than the season average, so good there. Made 11 out of 30, whereas the Kings were 30% from three, 9 out of 30 for them. Hawks shot an absurd just under 96% from the free throw line. They missed one free throw last night. Free throws were a key last night for the Hawks. They got 23 free throw attempts, and you make 22 of them. That's 22 points. That is One of the difference makers in the game yesterday, in my opinion, how aggressive the Hawks were. They're really forcing the issue, making the officials make calls last night. And that certainly helped them get some free points. Like I said, if the Hawks are not going to be a great three-point shooting team, try to force yourself to the three-point line, in my opinion. And that's what they did last night. Uh, I rebounded by one, which is fine, in my opinion. 23 team assists, still under that 25 number that I like. But, I mean, they moved the ball around and had fewer turnovers than the game against Cleveland, 13 team turnovers. They forced 19 turnovers on the Kings and scored 25 points off of those turnovers. So, points off turnovers, free throws, big, big keys for the Atlanta Hawks last night. They gave up quite a few points in the paint, but... Like I said, the free throws and then the points off turnovers really is what stood out, in my opinion, as the Hawks took care of business against the Kings last night. 115 106. Again, Trey Young with a great game last night. And just a team playing with a lot of energy, playing with a lot of effort, moving the ball around, and trying to exert their dominance. On a Kings team that is playing well, has a lot of confidence, but certainly the Hawks were the better team and you continue to protect home court being seven and three at the State Farm Arena and the Hawks continue their streak, which I was not aware of. And now it is uh, known for public consumption that the Hawks have now scored over 100 points in 39 straight games dating back to March 3rd, 2022 That is the third longest streak in franchise history and the longest current streak in the NBA. So Hawks end the streak, continue theirs, and now they are on to Houston on Friday after Thanksgiving, which is tomorrow as I'm recording today, again on Thanksgiving Day. I'm going to talk a little bit about the road ahead to end the month of November for the Hawks. But first, this quick plug. Okay, listeners, it's time to talk a little Fantasy Hoops. Now, I don't know about you, I'm in several Fantasy Leagues, and every Fantasy League that you are in, you have a rival. Pokemon, Ash Ketchum had Gary, and I know you have your Gary out there. So it's time to beat Gary and get the insight that you need to take your stuff to the next level and win a Fantasy Basketball Championship. Do you remember who led you to... Tyrese Halliburton, DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, and Mikhail Bridges. Before any other ranked list, I know which one, it's the Brewski's 150. And you probably turn those huge wins into some cash or a fantasy basketball championship. This year, the Brewski 150 is on sale for a limited time. And Ethos 360 subscribers can get access in less than a week, head to sportsethos.com and click on the premium tab to grab membership information or the draft guide today. And yes, to answer your most important question, the Brewski 150 is included in both options. Check back daily for more new features and go dominate your leagues, beat Gary with the help of Sports Ethos. All right, and we are back. As I said, the Hawks next take the court tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern time in Houston. The Hawks beat the Rockets to start the season by 10-117-107 here in the State Farm Arena, where John Collins had arguably one of his best offensive games, probably the best offensive game of the season for him with 24 points. And Trey Young had 13 assists that game. Uh, was a really great showing for the Hawks. Again, Houston, a very young team with a lot of young players that are very athletic. So they're going to really try to play hard and use their athleticism, try to get out and run, force turnovers and score in a fast break. And they're a team that is not shy from shooting a three ball this year. The Houston Rockets right now are currently 3-14, and 14, which is the worst record in the NBA right now. In the midst of a two-game losing streak. lost. Um, basically, they've lost eight of their last ten. Uh, really slumping. They're only 1-5 in at home. They've only won one home game this year. So, this is a team that the Hawks really should not take lightly, but come in, know that they're the better team, and play like they're the better team. Execute at a high clip. Um, As the Rockets are averaging 109 points, just under 109 points per game and giving up 116 points per game. So not a great defensive team and right now struggling offensively as well with injuries and a lot of youth. So the Hawks, this is a game the Hawks should win. They should win. If they don't win, it will be an extreme disappointment. The leading score for the Rockets right now is Jalen Green averaging 21 points per game. Also adding four rebounds a game, three and a half assists, and just under one steal per game. Second leading scorer is Kevin Porter Jr., just under 20 points per game, averaging six rebounds, just under six assists, and over a steal a game. Uh, Shingun is averaging just under 15 a game, just under nine rebounds a game, two assists, one block. Eric Gordon, the consummate professional, is still there, and I'm sure he will probably be shopped around at the trade deadline Averaging just under 13 points this season, Kenya Martin Jr. 11 points. Jabari Smith, the rookie from Auburn and reigning here from um, Atlanta, just under 11 points per game. And Tari Eason, the LSU uh, rookie, is averaging just under nine points per game and five rebounds. Uh, Jabari Smith has been slumping lately, but certainly against his home hometown team, he's going to look to try to, you know, right his wrongs, but. Like I said, this is a team in the Houston Rockets that the Hawks should have no problems with, but it's just a matter of how they come out mentally, how focused they are, and do not take this team lightly. They have to keep these guys in front of them, contest shots, because this team likes to get out and run, likes to shoot the three balls. So we have to come out and play our best, certainly because these are still professionals who get paid to play the game of basketball. But... Like I said, this is a game that the Hawks should not have any problems with right now. The Hawks are currently sitting at 4th in Eastern Conference at 11-7. They are three games behind the Boston Celtics, who are the one seed right now. Hawks are 6-4 and four in the last 10 games, playing above five hundred basketball. And I wanted to look ahead to the end of the month. The Hawks have four games to end the month of November. They go to Houston tomorrow, as I said. They'll take on the Miami Heat at home on Sunday. And they will travel to Philadelphia on the second out of a back-to-back and take on the 76ers on Monday night and then end the month of November down in Orlando. And when you look at the schedule, Orlando has been known to beat teams they're not supposed to. So certainly we have to be ready there. We've already lost to Philadelphia on the road. And so we're one and one in that season series right now. So certainly you wanna to, wanna to right your wrongs against the 76ers, who are continually in the battle injuries, um, but still a good team with some vets and a veteran coach. So you can't take them lightly, even though they're not playing as well down the stretch. And then one of the bigger disappointments in the NBA is the Miami Heat, who are currently eight and eleven. They're four and six in the last 10 games. They're six and a half back from the Boston Celtics at the one seed. The Miami Heat is currently the 12th seed in the Eastern Conference right now. And they are eight spots behind the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks have a three and a half game lead on the Miami Heat as it currently sits this year. Heat play well at home, but luckily this game is not at home. It's on the road here in Atlanta. Atlanta. So, the Miami Heat are 1-7 on the road, which is one of the worst records on the road in the Eastern Conference right now. So, that blows well for the Atlanta Hawks. But, you already know who Miami still has. They still have Jimmy Butler. Still have Tyler Herro, Bam Adebayo. Still have Kyle Lowry. So, I expect this to be a game that the Hawks will be up for. When you remember, the Hawks were gentlemen swept out of the playoffs last year. By the Miami Heat, I am sure that the Hawks are going to come out swinging, especially at home, against Miami Heat team that every time Miami plays, since they are a division rival, they always have quite a bit of fans in the State Farm Arena. We don't want them to take over the arena like they have in the last few matchups coming to Atlanta. So this is certainly an opportunity that the Hawks, I think, will look forward to. And looking at the schedule... The Heat will take on the Wizards tomorrow night at home. They beat the Wizards the other day. So, certainly they have a back-to-back against the Wizards at home. Those are games that they should win, get some confidence building there. And But before they beat the Wizards, they were on a four-game losing streak. They lost to the T-Wolves on the road, the Cavaliers on the road, the Wizards on the road, and the Raptors on the road. And last time they were at home, Before the matchup against the Wizards, they beat the Suns by one. So not the toughest schedule, but they're just not playing well right now. And they had to rally to come back and beat the Wizards. So certainly this is not a team, a Heat team that we're accustomed to seeing. But certainly I think the Hawks would be highly motivated to play them. Like I said, they will take on the Miami Heat on Sunday night. At the State Farm Arena, 5 p.m. tip off there. And as I said, the Philadelphia 76ers, who we just saw not too recently, like I said, we are split in the season series with them currently. And then they, after they beat us up in Philadelphia, they went on to beat the Jazz and beat the Bucks. So two good teams. They fell to the T Wolves after that, beat the Nets and Ben Simmons homecoming back to Philadelphia, and then lost to the Hornets on the road by six. And they did not have Embiid in both of those contests versus the Nets and the Hornets. I expect Embiid probably to be back when we take on the 76ers. But certainly, we know how tough it is to play in Philadelphia. And that is a pseudo-rivalry, especially after how we outed them in the playoffs in our Eastern Conference Finals run. So this schedule is pretty favorable to end the month of November, I expect them to win against Houston and Orlando. I'm not discrediting them as franchises and teams, but on paper, the Hawks should win those two games. And I think the Hawks will be motivated to come out and play their best against Miami, especially after how they did them in the playoffs last year. So the wild card is that second out of a back to back in Philadelphia. If the Hawks in the month 3 and 1 that's not a bad look cuz i mean they would that means they would be 3 and 1 doing math they would be 14 and 8 going into the month of december and december is certainly a month that could be pretty favorable for the atlanta hawks in my opinion so going 14 and 8 into december would probably keep them in the top 5 in the eastern conference with how things are shaking out would be would be great would be great, certainly, especially with the flaws that the Hawks have. They can certainly play better, and they need to continue to build continuity and gel together. This is a, a good stretch to build some continuity there. And uh, three of the four games are on the road. So continue to build confidence playing away from State Farm Arena, then defending State Farm Arena when Miami comes into town. You have to beat teams who are inferior. They asked that question at the podium to Trey Young last night. Like I said, you have, in my opinion, two of the next four contests are against inferior opponents. I don't count Miami as inferior because they are a rival. Uh, they're in a division, and certainly they know what's very well. So they're not inferior. They're going to play very well and play very hard against the Atlanta Hawks because they're going to have confidence. As of what they did last year in the playoffs against the Hawks. But this is a different Hawks team. So that's going to be a fun contest. But the key is if you can win that back to back in Philadelphia on Monday night. If you can steal that game and somehow go 4 0 to end the month of November, well if you're I mean well, if you're 4 0, that's 15 and 7 now. That's probably top three in the Eastern Conference. Easily top four. A lock going into the month of December with a favorable schedule in the month of December. They're going to play some tough teams like the Nuggets, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder playing well. Obviously, Brooklyn's always a tough out. You have the Bulls who took care of us last year, the Grizzlies, the Pacers are playing well. But certainly, there's a lot of teams that you're you're better than on paper that you got to take care of. So I know the Hawks are focused on, obviously, enjoying Thanksgiving, traveling, and then taking on the Houston Rockets tomorrow. They have to take care of a business against the Rockets. You have to beat the inferior teams. Houston is an inferior team. No disrespect to them, but 3-14, and 14, they've only won one home game. We need to keep them at one home win after we take care of them on Friday. And then again, like I said, we already know Miami Miami. Uh. Philadelphia is Philadelphia, and then you take care of Orlando. This is, like I said, the opportunity where the Hawks can continue to build continuity, continue to build confidence, get that bad taste out of their mouth in that road loss to Cleveland. And let's say they go, let's say they take care of business and win all these games. To go on a five-game winning streak into the month of December When you open the month of December with the Nuggets at home, which is certainly going to be a tough matchup, a Friday night game, probably going to be a sellout. That is good. Even if they go three and one in that stretch to win four or five going into the month of December is still good. So I say at worst, Hawks need to go three and one in this stretch to end the month of November. But again, this is why we play the games. They must bring it. And they must have a level of focus and competitive spirit to take care of the teams they got to take care of. So I'm excited. I know that there's some sports on today. World Cup, some college basketball being played, NFL football. Lots of sports, lots of food, lots of family, friends. Um, So whoever you choose to spend Thanksgiving with. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I thank you for spending your time, whether it's on Thanksgiving Day or tomorrow before the game, with me listening to the recap, listening to the road ahead for the Atlanta Hawks. We're going to continue to keep this train going. And if you love what you heard from me today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it and tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. You know the drill, share with fellow Hawks fans, NBA fans, Georgia sports fans, it does not matter. Put them on to the programs so we continue to grow this community. Follow us on Twitter at Ethos Hawks. On Twitter, that's at Ethos Hawks. And then follow myself on Twitter at Brad Jared 6 7. That is Brad J A R R E T T 6 7. Happy Thanksgiving again. Let's go, Hawks. We'll catch you guys after the Houston Rockets game Friday.